Today's daf is Ksubis daf Memches. And we are 10 lines from the top of daf Memzayin Omid Beis. The two dots, Chayev B'mzoy Noisev V'chulu. Today's daf is being learned, Le'ilu Nishmas Chayim Elazar, Ben Yibodol Chayim, Reb Shimshin Aryeh. So we're continuing the Gemara's discussion of the very important Mishnah on Daf Mem Vavamidbez, which discussed the schusim that a father has in his daughter, that's either a Ketana or a Naira, and the schusim that every husband has in his wife. So the first part of the sugya discussed Ha'av Zakai Bevitai. The second part of the sugya, what we're going to learn today, discusses Yeser Olav Habal. So just to Balpeh mentioned the different schusim that a husband as in his wife. Number one, Zakai bin If she finds a mitzia, he has a schus in it. Maisiyodeh. If she earns an income, he keeps the maisiyodeh. Bahafaras nedareh. If she makes a neder, he has the schus to be mefer the neder. He also gets to eat the payrois of any nechsemelug that she's going to bring into the marriage. Those are the schusim that the Mishnah mentioned that every man has in his wife. Now, it was very, very clear in uh, the Mishnah that the time that the husband gets these schosim, Be'ishtoi is nises, in the event that there was nisun. We know that marriage, even though nowadays it all happens, Be'vas Achas, at the chasana, underneath the chuppah, but really it's made up of two very, very distinct components. It's made up of erisin, and it's made up of nisun. The Mishnah said nises, that in the event that there's nisun, it's then that the husband has all the schosim that were mentioned in the Mishnah. Now, the truth is, there are schosim that the husband has in his wife that were not mentioned in the Mishnah. Things that we're going to see immediately in the Gemara right now. But the Mishnah mentioned a, a brief list of schosim that every husband has in his wife, specifically a husband that has nesuin at that point, the Torah or Chazal, as we'll see in the Gemara, were mezakehim with certain schosim. Now, the Mishnah also mentioned that every man has an obligation to provide certain things to his wife as well. The Mishnah said, A man has an obligation to provide mezoinois, food, to his wife. In the event that a married woman is taken into captivity, the husband has an obligation to redeem her from captivity. If a woman dies, the man has a responsibility to make sure that he's going to pay for the kfura. So the Mishnah really is discussing the two sides of the ledger. Number one, the schusim that every married man has in his wife. Additionally, the obligations that every married man has in his wife. And again, both the schusim and the obligations are only so with that very brief introduction, the Gemara is going to begin with the Brisa that's going to talk a little bit more about both the schusim and the obligations that a married man has towards his wife. We learned in the that a man has an obligation to support his wife in exchange for the fact that he has a schos in her ksubas. Additionally, that a man should have to pay for the burial expenses of his wife in the event that she dies in exchange for the fact that he gets her ksuba. What does it mean he gets her ksuba? What it means is he yarshins her nedunya, says Rashi. So a woman that brings the nedunya into her marriage, technically the nedunya belongs to her. If she dies, 
he's Yoresh the Nedunya, in exchange for the fact that he's Yarshaning her Nedunya, he has a responsibility now to pay for her Kfura. Says the Brysa, rather mysteriously, the Fichach, is for that reason, because of what I just told you, Baloch Eichel Peres, that every married man gets to eat the Peres of the Nech Semelok. So, Chazawa Mesakin, that the man has to give his wife Mezoinus in exchange for the fact that he gets the Maisiyadai. He has to pay for the Kfura in exchange for the fact that he Yashin's the Ksuba. Therefore, he eats Paris Nachsamalog. What does that even mean? Says the Gemara, Paris Mandakashmai. Nobody even said anything about Paris. So the Gemara says, You're right, you have to do an edit. This is always the last resort option, but the Gemara here is going immediately there because there's going to be no other way to make this price so work. Chasure, Machsur, Vahachiktani. We have to edit the Brysa. The Brysa really meant to say as follows Tikhnu Mezoinus, that a man should support his wife in exchange for the fact that he keeps her additionally that a man has an obligation to redeem his wife in the event that she's taken into captivity in exchange for the fact that he Eats her Paris Nachsamaluk. Ukfurasa Tachas Ksubas. Echazawa Masakin that he should have to pay all the burial expenses in exchange for the fact that he's going to inherit the Nadunya. Lefechach. It's for that reason, says the Bryce Nabal Oichel Paris. Therefore, the husband eats the Paris. Now, we at least explained why the Brysa said anything about Paris. The question was, Peiroi's Mandekar Shmaya. Well, we just answered that. With Tchsurei Mechsur, we added a third part to the Brysa. That third part happens to be talking about Peiroi's, specifically, Chazawa Mesakein, Perkoina Tachas Peiroi's. So, at least we know why we're talking about Peiroi's. But it doesn't fully explain the Brysa. The Gemara still has a kasha. My Lefichach. What does lefichach mean? Meaning, the Brysa said that Chazawa Mesakin Perkoinatachas Peiros. That in exchange for the fact that you have a responsibility to redeem her in the event that she was taken into captivity, you will then be able to eat the Peiros Nachsamalog. So the Brysa already said that the Baal eats the Peiros Nachsamalog. And we even know why the Baal has a schos to eat the Peiros Nachsamalog. So what does it mean when it says lefichach baloichel Peiros? What's poshit? The taich of those words. So the Gemara says, I'll explain it to you. I would have thought, I would think that it's true that the husband gets to keep the Paris Nachsamalog in exchange for the fact that he's going to be responsible to a redeemer. But maybe, and this is the way Tosis explains the Gemara, the only time the Baal should get the Paris Nachsamalog is if he needs the Paris Nachsamalog. But let's say he doesn't need it. He's a shiny gvir. This is not something that he needs. So then you could have argued that in that instance, maybe he shouldn't take it. Rather, we should leave it. And the svara, the methodology to leave it is because like this, let the money be around so that in the event that she's in fact taken into captivity, like this, we'll be able to use the money. And this is better than letting him eat it and telling him that if something ever happens, you'll be responsible. You know why? Because the Imkain, if you're going to put the ball in his court, there's always a possibility that he's not going to do it. So says the Gemara, I understand that you want the man to feel this achrayas to go redeem his wife. And therefore, we're giving him the peiros nachsamalog. But maybe in the event that he doesn't need the peiros nachsamalog, again, this is the way Tosis explains the Gemara, maybe in that case, it would make more sense to put it in an account somewhere, leave it on the side, 
And if it's ever needed, then it's going to be used. And that sounds like the best way to go about making sure that this woman will have the necessary funds in order for it to be redeemed. Kamash Malon. That's what the Bryce meant when it added those words, the Fichach Baloichel Peres, that he always gets to eat the Peres, whether he needs it, he doesn't need it. Chazal wanted him to have the responsibility that he should have to redeem her if necessary. The money should always come from him. And therefore, we're going to always allow him to eat the pears. And why is that, in fact? The ha'adif for the Gemara says, because that's actually the better option. Because there's always a concern that maybe when this woman is taken into captivity, as much as she maybe has pears, but maybe the pears is not going to be enough money to go and to actually bail her out. So therefore, Chazal said, no, you think it's a better option to have the money sitting in an account and use it to redeem her. That's not the best option. The best option is to make the husband achroi. Because if the husband's achroi, he's going to figure it out. Whether he'll have the money, he'll shaft the money, whatever it is, he will figure out what needs to be done. So therefore, Chazal said, give the husband the peyros nechzamelog in all scenarios, put him on the hook for having to go ahead and redeem. The bottom line is, so the Mishnah, like we said in the introduction, mentioned different schusim that a husband has in his wife. It also mentioned different responsibilities that a husband has towards his wife. What the Bryce did was, it really merged the two. And it showed us the relationship between the schusim and between the responsibilities. And in the edited version of the Brisa, what the Brisa said was, the Mizoinois, which is a responsibility, is Tachas Maisiyadeh, which is a schos. Perkoina, the responsibility, is Tachas Peirois. Kfurasa, that responsibility, is Tachas Ksubasa. So the Gemara asks, how did Chazal know that this is the way that it was all set up? Maybe it was set up a little bit differently. Rashi says, maybe Mizoinois is Tachas Peirois, Uperkoina is Tachas Maisiyadeh. Maybe the way Chazal were masakin it was, is that the Mizoinois go hand-in-hand hand with the peyros, and the perkoino goes hand-in-hand hand with the maizyodel. How do you know the mezoinois were instituted tachas maizyodel, and that the peyros were instituted tachas perkoino? Maybe maybe it was the opposite. Abayah said it makes sense that this is the way that they would have done it, because tiknu matzoi le matzoi, v'sha'enoi matzoi le'sha'enoi matzoi. Here too, Rashi says, mezoinois u maizyodel ametsuyen. Every day a person needs to eat, and every day if a person goes to work, the person probably earns a few shekels. So as a result, those two things are matzoi. Being that they're matzoi, it makes sense. One davar matzoi would be tmuras, the other davar matzoi, right? You have a matzoi responsibility in exchange for a matzoi schos, as opposed to shvuya, the isha sheyesh lo nechsem melug, and Rashi says that Paris Nechsamalog, as much as it's a, a big deal in Shas and it's one of the ideas that underpin a lot of Teresh specifically Mesachtis Ksubis, but really Paris Nechsamalog was in a matzoi. So Chazal said that you'll have to be responsible to come up with a Dover in a matzoi in exchange for us giving you a schos that's also a Dover in a matzoi. Now there's an important toysis that we need to speak out. It's Nagei Pshat in the Gemara, and it's Nagei really the Havana of the Sugi you a little bit. And that is, Taisva says that it sounds a little bit from the Lashon of the Brisa that Tiknu Mezoinoisea Tachas Maiseyodeh Perkoina Tachas Peirois Kfurasa Tachas Ksubasa As if to say the Iker Takana, the original Takana was that a husband has a schos in the Maiseyodeh of his wife. A husband gets Peiris Nachsamalog. The husband Yarshins the Ksuba. Now, the husband gets all these benefits. Who said 
Why should she lose out? So, tiknu tachas So, Chazal said, don't worry about it. We're going to take away your mezoinus, but at the same time, your maizidai, but we're going to give you mezoinus. We're going to take away your Paris nachsimolog, but you should know you're going to have a husband that's going to be responsible to redeem you in the event of, etc., etc. But the point is, is that it sounds like the ikr takono was that the husband has chosen, Tachas, the schusam of the husband. Tiknu, they were masakin, different things that the husband has to give to his wife. But Toysfis, Dibra Maschel, Tiknu, Mazoinis, Tachas, Maisi, Adair, quotes the Gemara later in Perak Afalpi, Dafnun, Chesam, Bez, where Rafuna, the Amoira, said that really it's not the case. And it was just the opposite. The Iker original Takana that Chazal made was for the woman. It wasn't for the husband. And really Chazal wanted that the woman should have Mezoinus. But they felt that here he's going to go ahead and he's going to support her. It's not fear. So Tiknu and Rafuna in that Gemara changes the gears in the Gemara and Rafuna says that even though the price of the way we have it is one way really it's just the opposite Taisva says Rishlokish is another Amor that's mentioned in that Gemara and for Rishlokish it sounds like maybe he had the gears in the price of the way we have it right now which is very very important number one in terms of the Havana the original Takana were Chazal really looking out in all these halachas for the man or were they looking out more for the woman. The way we read the Brisa, it sounds like they're looking out for the man. But Toysva says is that the Ikrib Shat and the Gemara later on Daphne Chesam Days is that they were looking out primarily for the woman. So just in terms of understanding what's happening, obviously this is a very important Toysus. But also there's halachic ramifications as well. And the reason is, what would be if a woman says, you know something, it's very nice, Chazal. You said that you're going to allow my husband to support me and you're going to take my Maiseidim. I'm not interested. I don't like this arrangement. I'm uncomfortable. I would like to know that I can take care of myself. I don't need that every time I need a bagel. I have to go to my husband. It's just not something that makes me comfortable. Could she do that? Could she say that any nezoyness for any Meaning, don't support me. And I'm not giving you my maizidai. What if the husband says that? What if the husband says, I'm not comfortable with this relationship? And he says, You know what? I don't want your maizidai. I don't want to give you mezoinus. Could she say this? Could he say this? Could they both say this? Says Toysvis. It's really totally in what the ikritakana was. If the ikritakana was for him, so then he's the one that gets to call the shots. And he could say, You know something? You did this for me. You're giving me my your maizidai in exchange for me supporting you. I don't want your maizidai. And I'm not going to support you. If the Iketakana was for her, then it would be the other round. Then she would be the one that would be able to do it. So really understanding who the Iketakana was for is very, very important. Incidentally, we skipped that line in Rashi, but Rashi really spoke out this idea already in the Gemara. Because when the Gemara said the Epochana, right, how do you know that the Mizoinus is related to the Maesiyadayim and the uh, Perkoin is related to the Paris Nachsamalog? Maybe it's the other way around. So Rashi said, what difference does it make? At the end of the day, you have a set of responsibilities. You have a set of schosen. Doesn't matter if this is for this or that's for that why would it be a difference? Zok Rashi, it's negated the same Shiloh in the event that she says or he says, depending on what the proper girls and the price is. But either way, there are halachic nafkeminas as well in terms of understanding was the ikatakana for him or was the ikatakana for her. Zok the Gemara, Omar Rava, Rava said, Hi Tana, the following Tana, the Tana that we're about to mention, Sava Mezoinus Medeiraisa, holds that the obligation that a man has to support his wife is a chiyuv da'iraisa. Meaning, from the b'risa that we just mentioned, it sounds like it's a chiyuv da'rabonin. Tiknu mezoinoiseha tachas ma'iseyodeh. Says Rava that even though the b'risa sounds like the chiyuv mezoinus is only a chiyuv da'rabonin, the following tana that we're about to mention holds it's da'iraisa. Tanya ben to the b'risa, it says in the Torah, im acheres yikach loy she'eira kesusa ve'oinasa lo yikro. Now, the context of this pasuk, it's Pashas Meshpatim, it's talking about marriage. 
the more specific context, it's talking about a very, very unique type of marriage, a marriage that's known as Yiud. So usually when you think of marriage, you think of Chup of the Kedushan, your classic marriage, the way Yidin get married up until today. But there are other types of marriages which end up in the same place, but the way you get there is a little bit different. The most notable such example is Yibum. Yibum doesn't have Kedushan, even the chuppah is yavama yavayola. So at the end of the day, if a man is miyabim, his yavama, they're married kedas moshevi yisrael. But it's a different type of marriage. Another such marriage is yud. We're not going to talk about yud right now. It's going to come up in later sugyas. But in the context of yud, the Torah says that a man who's married to his wife. When we're dealing with Yehud, he has a chiv of she'era, ksusa ve'oinasa. So the Gemara is going to bring a bryson now that's going to discuss what these three things are. And it's there that we're going to see the Tana that Rav was referring to, who holds that the chiv mezoinos is not tiknu, but rather it's a chiv de'iraisa. So it says she'era, what does that mean? Elo mezoinos. It means that a man has an obligation to support his wife. Where do you find that the word she'era means food? It's a pasik. It says ve'asher ochlu she'er ami. So you see we're talking about food and he uses the word ksusa kemashma ksusa clothing that's easy kemashma what is clothing it's clothing oinasa zu oina ha'amura b'tayra oinasa means tashmish v'chenu oimer where do you find that oina is tashmish the Pasik says the love and told Yaakov im ta'ana es benoisai v'em tikach noshim al benoisai ein ish imanu re'el akim eid benu v'enach so Yaakov warned uh, love and warned Yaakov, and he said, don't take any more wives, because if you're going to take more wives, it's going to come at the expense of the oin of my daughters. So he was looking out for his daughters, and he used the lotion of imta'anes benoisei, and what was he referring to? He was referring to tashmish. Do you see, oina means tashmish. Incidentally, toises, the bottom toises on the omit, speaks out that if ta'ana means oina, what did love mean when he said imta'anes benoisei? He meant to say that don't take another wife, because if you take another wife, my daughters are going to lose out on tashmish. That's Pashup Shad in the Pasik. In Ta'anas Benoisai means they're going to lose. And in fact, Taisus quotes the Gemara Masachtis Yuma, where the Gemara learns that the word Ta'ana, although the context is Tashmish, but it really it's Miloshin Inui. The context there is that we know on Yom Kippur, there's a mitzvah Esadei Raisa Vinisa Nesnavshayseichem, which means you can't eat, you can't drink, but really there's Chamesh Inuyim. And one of the Inuyim that a person has an obligation to observe on Yom Kippur is No Tashmish Amita. And it's learned out from this Pasuk, because it says Vinisa Nesnavshayseichem Im Ta'anes Benoisa Nechlokis Vishoyinim, whether it's Dei Raisa, it's only an Asmachta, the Isa Tashmish Amita. But either way, Im Ta'anes Benoisa, because what does Ta'ana mean? Inui from Tashmish. So Oino always means means Tashmish. The Makar is Im Ta'anes Benoisai. For Toises, Ta'ana means no Tashmish. So Toises has an interesting shot. Toises Enechanami. We have it wrong. We think of Oina as meaning Tashmish. That's not what it means. Oina means the thing that you would have to do to prevent there being the Inui Me Tashmish. But really, the word Oina, Toises Lashen, the Hachanami Kamer Kra, Oina Solo Yigra. You can't withhold her oina, what does it mean, her oina? Not tashmish, but dover shehu ki'inui kishemoyna mimano. You can't hold back the thing that will result in her being in a state of inui if you don't provide it. What is that thing? It's tashmish. So really, it's a roundabout way of saying tashmish. But in poshib shat, in taich of the word oinasa, oinasa doesn't mean tashmish. Oinasa means the state that a woman is in when she has no tashmish. And the Torah is saying, oinasa la yigra, you have to make sure that you don't put her in that state where she's going to feel that inu. But either way, 
The first pshat in the Brisa holds that she'era means mezoinos, ksuso, that's easy, that's kemashmo, that's not open for discussion. And oinoso means tashmish amit rabbalozo. Oim rabbalozo says she'era zu oino. He said, no, she'era means oino. The chenu oim of the Pasuk says ish ish el kol she'era besore lo yisikrifu legali se'era. It's a Pasuk in the parish of Arayas. It's clearly talking about tashmish and it uses the word she'era. Kisuso, kemashmo, again, not open for discussion. Oinoso elu mezoinos. Oino is mezoinos. The chenu oim last week's parsha vayaancha that the Yidin starved because they didn't have food. All they were eating was the mud. Like this is something that uh, the, the Mefarshe HaChomish grappled with a little bit because he had Pesukim in the Torah that talk about the man that was so not Shaykh. Right, there was a time on the Yidin they were complaining about the man. You're complaining about the man? Look at the man. Right, all the beautiful milus that the man had. It tasted like whatever you wanted it to taste like, specifically Shemen and Vash. Right, so you have the man, which is this incredible thing. And yet the Torah says that, I gave you man, why? I wanted you to be in a state of pain. I wanted you to starve. But either way, you see, oina means food. So Rabbi Laza said that she'er is tashmish, ksus is clothing, and oina is actually food. Rabbi Laza Yaakov, and he's the third cheetah. He said she'er ksusa. What does that mean? It means lefum she'er ten ksusa. Meaning she'er ksusa and oina, according to Rabbi Yaakov, are not three things. But really, what the pasuk is saying, one thing, and the one thing that the pasuk is saying is ksusa that you have to provide begadim. Okay, she'er is just a, a pirish, it's a commentary on what ksusa means, and oinasa is also a commentary on what ksusa means. So she'era means lefum she'era, based on the, the guf of the woman, ten ksusa, you're supposed to provide the ksus. For example, if your wife is a yalda, so you should give her clothing for a yalda, not for a skein. If she's a skein, you give her clothing for a skein, and not for a yalda. What does it mean, ksusa v'oynasa? How does oyna define what ksusa is? The fum oynasa, ten ksusa. Based on the time of year it is, you're supposed to provide the clothing as well. You don't give new clothing during the summer months. And don't give old clothing during the winter months. So apparently people used to older clothing during the summer and newer clothing during the winter Rashi says that new clothing keep a person warmer so therefore they would you would wear newer clothing during the winter and older clothing during the summer but either way it means all ksus she'er defines ksus and oina defines ksus as well she'er means kirubasa it means oina but specifically the reason we use the word she'er means because we want that the person has an obligation not only to provide Tashmish, but he should not do it in the way that the Persians used to do it. So what was unique about the Tashmish of the Persians? Because they were Meshamish Mitaiseim while they were wearing their clothing. This supports something Rafuna said. A person that says, I don't want to do Tashmish. Only if I'm wearing my Begadim and she's wearing her Begadim. We force him to give her a get. He has to give the Ksuba, meaning what he's doing is not okay. So the Parsim had this Minig, they were Meshamshin Mitoisein Bilvoshem. It's interesting because the Gemara in different places talks about them in Hagim of the Parsiim. And usually they were Zoilul Vesoifa. This would seem to be more Vidarke Atsneos. But either way, they were Meshamish Mitoisein Bilvoshem. And that's not something you're allowed to do. In fact, it's a Pasuk in the Torah. Rabbi Yosef had a Braisa Sheira Zukiru Basar. It means the Oifen of how exactly the Oina is supposed to happen. So the bottom line is, is that we began with a b'raisa that said, Tiknu which seems to say that the chi of mezoinus that a man has towards his wife is only a chi of the Rabbanon, keyword being tiknu, 
Amar Rava, Rava said, Hai Tana Savar, Mizoinus Midai Raisa. There's a Tana that holds that Mizoinus is Dai Raisa. Who's the Tana that holds Mizoinus Dai Raisa? So the Gemara brought a Braisa. According to one Tana in the Braisa, Sha'ira, Elo Mizoinus. According to another Tana in the Braisa, Oino is Mizoinus. So you see already, not just one Tana, it sounds like more than one Tana that holds that really the Chi of Mizoinus is, is a Chi of Dai Raisa. Another thing that we see in this price is that there was a big Machloikis Tanam, exactly how to teach these words. She'erok, susava, inasolo, yigra, very important words. These are the three things, seemingly, that a man has an obligation to provide to his wife on a biblical level. Yet, unclear amongst the Tanam what these three things are. It's interesting, if you look in the Rishonim, Alatayra, Rashi, the Ramban, Ibn Ezra, other Rishonim, they, they too teach these words differently, just like the Tanayim, the Rishonim were a little unclear, just Pshutay Shomikra had to understand what these words mean. It's just interesting that if you look in Rashi and Chumash, so Rashi says, what She'era Ksusa Va'inasa? It's like Rashi, She'era is Mizoinos, this is in Parshish Mishpatim, Ksusa Kimashmoi, Oinasa is Tashmish. So Rashi quotes the first of the several pshatim that we saw in our Gemara. So the first pshat in the Braisa that says, She'era is Mezoinus, Ksusa Kimashmoi, and Oino is Tashmish. The Achroinim all are Medayek. The Rashi, the way he was Mefarish the Pasik, seemed to be of the opinion that the Chi of Mezoinus that every man has towards his wife is the Chi of Deiraisa. If She'era means Mezoinus, and the Gemara says, this is the Gemara's diak, So Rashi is being mefarish, the Pasuk in the Torah. So if you learn Chimish Rashi, you're going to learn that the Chiv Mezoinus is a Chiv Dei Raisa. So if all you knew was Chimish Rashi, you would know that the Chiv Mezoinus is a Chiv Dei Raisa. Now, if you look in the other Rishonim, not all the Rishonim learn this way. In fact, the Ramban in his Pirish Torah says that in Pashib Shat, it's all referring to Tashmash Amita. He says all three things. He says even Ksusa, Ksus means Ksusa Amita. It's all related to Tashmash Amita. That's what the Ramban says. But Rashi learned the kasha that Achreinim asks is from Arashi in his Pirush Alashas, the Gemara was discussing we're going to see a little bit more about it later in the daf. And Rashi's Lashon is in the middle of the first Amid of Masechtis Ksubis so Rashi over there was Mefarish the Gemara that talks about the Chiv Mezoinus that a husband has towards his wife that that Chiv Mezoinus is only a Chiv Rabbanon and well, there's a lot of raid and discussion in the Achroinim how exactly to reconcile what would seem to be a steer between two Rashis. Meaning both Rashis offered up something that he didn't have to offer up. When Rashi was being mefarish to Pasik, Sheirik, Susa, he did not have to say that the Pasik means Mizoinus de Raisa. There were many other ways Rashi could have been mefarish. And when Rashi and Ksubis Tapeza Manalos talked about the Chir Mizoinus that a man has towards his wife, he did not have to offer this information. He didn't have to volunteer and let us know, by the way, Mechir Mizoinus the Chir Durabonim. Meaning if it's Muchach in the Sugya that Rashi is being mefarish, then it wouldn't be a Kasha. But in both places, it wasn't Muchach. Rashi could have been Mefarish in his Pirish like the other Rishonim on Mefarish, or like some of the other Pshatim in the Gemara. And Rashi, Ksubastapes, definitely didn't need a Pshat in the Gemara to tell us that the Chiv Mezoinus is only a Chiv de Rabbana. So we have a Rashi that seemed to have volunteered Mezoinus de Raisa and somewhere else that Mezoinus de Rabbana, and hence it's a Stiris Arashi. So going back to Rabbi Yehuda, he was the one Tana that was mentioned in the Mishnah. He was commenting on what the Chachamim had said, and that is that a man has an obligation to pay for the burial expenses 
of his wife. And Rabbi Yehuda said that even an Oni Shabi Yisrael, our Vipsachim vibes, right? Afilu Oni Shabi Yisrael, he has to provide at least two flutes and has to be a woman there who's going to be reciting kinnis, who's going to be waiting. So the Gemara says, It sounds like Tanakama argues and the Tanakama holds that no, you don't have to provide these things. Says the Gemara, What exactly is the situation? If we're talking about where she comes from a family, where the derech was that all her relatives at their levaya, there were two flutes, and there was one mikoinenes. My time in the Tanakama Domaloi. The half of Tanakama say you don't have to provide. If idalav urcha, and if she comes from a family where that's not the derech, and she decided she wrote in her tzava that by her levaya there should be two people playing the flute, mechatesi. My time to Rabbi Yehuda. Why would Rabbi Yehuda obligate her to do it? So if it's the derech. There should be no machloikis that for sure you have to. And if it's not the derech, there should be no machloikis that for sure you don't have to. What's the machloikis? So the Gemara says, like, you have to say, we're going to It's talking about where he comes from a family where they had a very bakavad galavaya. This is the way they would do it. But she came from a more simple family where they didn't do this. And here's the machloikis. Tanakam, Asava, Tanakam, Holtz, Kiyam, Rina. And this that we have a rule when it comes to all in of marriage. So the rule is, is that if a man marries a woman and he has his menhagim, she has her menhagim. So she marries up. She doesn't go down. So anything that she's been accustomed to, he has to provide. Not just that. Anything that he does in his family that she never did, he's going to have to give to her as well. So she's the beneficiary. She goes up with him, but she doesn't go down with him. So says the Gemara, although that's true, but that's only true while they're alive. So anything that's no while they're alive, you're going to have such a halach of but once she dies, here we're dealing with her burial, she's not alive anymore. There's no such halacha. And being that there's no such halacha, so if it was her minig, yeah, he would have to provide it. But being that it's his minig, not her, that's not true because it's lachamisa, so there's no such halacha. Who does suffer? Who does feel lachamisa? Even lachamisa, you have this halacha of oily imoy, and therefore, if it's his minig, even if it's not her minig, he's going to have to provide it. The is like Rabbi Yehuda. Now, you don't see this formulation of Amiram every day. Amar. Rav Chizda Amar Marukva. So we mentioned one thing that Rav Chizda said in the name Marukva, Halachik Rav Yehuda, and our Mishnah, two flutes and one Mikainenes. So we're going to mention another thing that Rav Chizda said in the name of Marukva. Amar Rav Chizda Amar Marukva. Rav Chizda also said in the name of Marukva. Mishnah Neshtata. If somebody became a Shaita, Bezdin Yard in the Lechasim, Bezdin goes into his Nechasim, they go into his estate, Vizonin Umefarnes in his Ishta, and they take money that's necessary to support his wife, Ubanavubnaisav, his sons and his daughters. And not just that, the Dovaracha. And Dovaracha is what we'll see what Dovaracha means. So, a very important Allah, what happens if somebody becomes a shaita? He's not able to support his family anymore. So, Bezdin exercises their right of Hefker, Bezdin, Hefker. They go into his estate and they start writing checks. They take care of his wife. They take care of Banu Vubnoisov. They even take care of Dovaracha. So, I don't understand this Allah. Why is it different than the following price? Somebody went to Medina Sayyam. And this person's wife was left at home, and she wants mezoynos. So the man went to Bedina Sayyam. He's not here now to provide mezoynos. She wants the mezoynos. So the law is as follows. Bezdin Yardin and Nechasev. Bezdin again. Hefker Bezdin Hefker. Power of attorney. They go into his estate. Vezonin umafarnas in his ishtay. They take care of his wife. Avov loy banov noisav. But they don't have to take care of banov uv noisav. 
What's the difference? A man has an obligation to support his wife, not Bonavuv Noisov. So what he's obligated to do, that they're going to take from him, but what he's not obligated to do, that they won't. Additionally, and not So what's the kasha? What do you going to ask Ravashi? We have two cases that seem to be very, very similar. You have a man that maybe has been supporting, but now all of a sudden he's not capable. Either because he became a shaita or because he went to Medina Sayyam. When he became a shaita, we take care of everybody. We take care of Ishtoy, Bono, Benoisov, even the Varach. But when it comes to going to Medina Sayyam, whatever we know he's obligated to do, yeah. Whatever the Shulchan Aruch says he has to do, yeah. But anything else, Bono, Benoisov, the Varach, I know. So Amalei, Ravashi told Ravino, I understand the question. It's true, these, these two people, they both went away. But one went away midas, and the other one away shalai midas. One lost his das, and the other one, he just went on a, a business trip. What's the difference? So Rashi, one Rashi, says the difference is as follows. If a person goes away, he knows he's going to be away for a while. If he wanted that Bonavub Noisav and Davaracha should be supported, he would have said something. The fact that he didn't say anything, that's an umdana that he actually never meant it. And as a result, therefore, you can't support it. But if a person is Yoytze Shalemi Das, a person became a Shoyta, so what are you going to say? If he really meant to support, he would have said something? This was out of his control. He had no intention of ever becoming a Shoyta. This wasn't part of his uh, five-year plan that he's going to become a Shoyta. And as a result, you can't say, oh, why didn't he say? He didn't say because he didn't know. So then we assume that he probably wants everyone to be taken care of. So someone that goes to Medina Sayyam, although we would like to assume that he wanted to take care of Banavub Noisov, but we have a big cloud that's hovering over us. There's a big reyesa that if you really meant that your family should be supported, why didn't you say something? something from the fact that he didn't say it, it's a shtickle right. You didn't want them necessarily to be supported. So we have no right to go into your nechassim and take it. The person that's a shaita, we don't have that umdana working against us. And as a result, you're not going to have this halacha. Says the Gemara, my dovaracha. What does dovaracha mean? Yeah, he doesn't have to give dovaracha. He doesn't have to give dovaracha. Rav Chizah, Rav Chizah says a tachshit. It's referring to jewelry. Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef said, it's referring to Rashi says Tachshit is Besonim. It's actually talking about perfumes. Mandama Tachshit, Mandama that says Tachshit, meaning the Mandama that says that you don't give the wife the Tachshit in the event that he went to Medina Sayyam, Kolshke and Stokka. He's certainly not going to give Stokka. Mandama Stokka, the one that said Stokka, it could be just like we're giving his wife basic support, so too we're going to give her the Tachshit as well. Because there's a Svara that he wants his wife to look nice and not to look. Minuval, and as a result, that is something that we're going to give. Amrav Chibarabin, Amrav Huna. Chibarabin said in the name of Rav Huna, Mishalach Medina Sayyam. If somebody went to Medina Sayyam, Umesa Ishta, and his wife died when he was in Medina Sayyam. So now we're talking about someone that went to Medina Sayyam and he didn't leave over any instructions in terms of supporting his family. So what's the Allah? We support his wife, we don't support the kids. Additionally, we don't give Dovarach. Choyk is what Dovarach means. What happens if someone went to Medina Sayyam and then his wife died? So Bezdin Yardin Lechasa. Bezdin goes into his Nechasim. And they bury her. Based on who he is. Based on his social status. So the Gemara says, We only work based on his social status and not her social status. That's for sure that you have to take her social status into consideration. Right? We had a machlegs of Yudan the Chachamim where the Oyle Imoy but for sure, based on who she is, that for sure you have to take care of. So the Gemara says, You're right. Emo af not lefich but af lefich You also have to take his covenant into consideration. 
And if that's the case, what was Rabchia Barabin Omer Afuna coming to teach us? That Oyle Imoy, the Eni Eredes Imoy, the Afivu Lachamisa, that even Lachamisa, you have to take him into consideration. In other words, like Rabbi Yehuda, the Das Yochid in our Mishnah. Another halacha related to a man's responsibility to bury his wife. Omer Rav Master Rav Master said, Oymer, if somebody says while he was dying, so Rashi says, Oymer, two words, Beshas Misasai. If you don't have those two words. So if somebody says while he's dying, that if my wife dies, I don't want you to use my to bury her. So this is a man that's dying. He's on his deathbed. Which means that he's going to die before his wife. His wife's okay. She's healthy. He's about to die. And he says that, you know, I know that I had a responsibility to bury my wife, but... Unfortunately, it's the end. And he says, right? Don't bury her from my listen. Now, it sounds like the only time where Taka not going to take his money to bury this woman is if he said it. But if he didn't say it, not. And the Gemara has a problem with that. The Gemara says, Why if he says that if my wife dies in 20 years from now, I don't want you to take my money to bury her? Because it's not his money. I mean, he has no chiv to bury her. A husband has a chiv to bury his wife. But that's if he's alive. If he's not alive, he has no chiv. Right? If he's alive, it's his money. He has a responsibility. Once he dies, it's not his money anymore. Right? Don't take his money with him. Who, who owns his nechassim? Now the, the Yarshim do. The Yisayim. The Yisayim don't have an obligation. Which is why if he says it, we listen to him. So the Gemara says, So even if he doesn't say it, the Allah should be the same. It sounds like only if he says it, and if he doesn't say it, not. What difference does it make? So the Gemara says, you're right. Elo, you have to say what a Masna meant to say was something completely different. He said, If somebody says, while he's dying, a person was dying. He wasn't talking about his wife. He was thinking about himself. He said, don't take my money to bury me. What do you mean? No, I want my kids to yash my money. So who's going to bury you? I don't know. I'm sure there's a fund for this. The Hever Kedisha probably gives a chaneitza. They've had situations like this in the past. So I don't want you to use my money. So that's what a master meant when he said, ain't shayim emloi. We don't listen to him. Why not? Laf kol hemnu sheyashir es bonov v'yapol A person does not have a right to do his estate planning in a way where his children are going to end up being greisig and his responsibility is basic chiyuvin going to end up falling on the tzibur. That's not something that you're allowed to do. And this concludes the first part of today's daf. Now the second part of today's daf is going to shift focus. There's a segue, but it's primary toichen is going to be different than what the first part of the daf was. And really, it's going to discuss uh, a very specific nuance in the world of Eresen and Nesuin, what's known as Masar Ha'av L'Shluchei Abba. So this is something that comes up, we learned about it in Yavamis a little bit, and really in today's daf, we're going to become more familiar with it, and really it's an important daf in terms of understanding this concept of Masar Ha'av L'Shluchei Abba. So we know, we just mentioned this already today, that marriage on a derisa level is made up of two components. It's made up of erisin, and it's made up of nesuin. Erisin, ho'isha niknes, v'sholish derach, bekesef shtarabi, it's the first Mishnah, the opening words of Mesechus Kedushan. Nesuin, that's more complicated. That's a big shail in the Rishonim. What exactly nesuin is, something we talked about earlier in the Mesechta. But marriage is made up of erisin and nesuin. Now, most dinim of marriage go into effect but there are many like we just saw today dinim of marriage that don't go into effect until after Nesun what we're about to learn is 
is that there was actually an in-between phase. And it's possible for a woman to be not an Arusa, but also not an Asur. Meaning, there was Arisen. She has more than Arisen, but not enough that there should be Nesuan. So we think of it as being very black and white. There's Arisen and there's Nesuan. There's actually an in-between stage. And that in-between stage is what Chazal referred to as Masara of L'Shluchi Abal. What's the unique status of a woman who's in that in-between phase? Where does it play itself out? So that we're going to see now in the remainder of today's daf. So the Mishnah. The Mishnah Menvavam Abay said that a father has schosim in his daughter. She gets married. All the schosim transfer from the father to the husband. That's the segue. That's the paper trail. So this next mission, right? If you're learning Mishnayis, you would have gone from that Mishnah straight to this, this Mishnah. That this woman remains in the Rishos of her father. Until she enters the Rishos of her husband, meaning Rashi. Until she has Chuppah and Asuin, she's going to remain in the Rishos of the father. So the father has Chosin. The husband has Chosin. When does she transfer from the father to the husband? When does Nesun? We mentioned this already earlier in the daf. It's not Erisin, it's Nesun. The first Mishnah said, Niseis, yes, So, she always remains in the Rishos of the Av until there's Nesun. What would be if the father took his daughter and he handed her over to the Shluch Now, we're talking about a, a girl that the father has the ability to marry off, right? That's the girl of the Mishnah involved in the days, either a Ketan or a Nair. That's also the girl of this Mishnah here. So what happens if the father took his daughter and he was Masa L'Shluch He handed her over to the Shluchim of the Baal. So she's going to be going to her husband. There's going to be a Chuppah. There's a big Chasana set up. The husband sent Shluchim to go pick up the girl. Think... Eliezer Eved Avram, who comes to pick up Rivka. So the father, Basuel, takes Rivka and he passes her over, he gives her to the Shluchim of the Baal. If the father gives her over to the, the Shluchim of the Baal, she's already in the Rishos of the Baal. If the father went along, let's say the father says, No, I want to be Malav with my daughter. Well, the father also has people working for him. And the father took his people and, and went. Together with the Kala, to, with the Shluchi Abal, then she remains in the Rishosah. What if there was a, a handoff between the Shluchim of the Father to the Shluchim of the Baal? Then she's going to be in the Rishosah of the Baal. So there's a whole bunch of cases, but really the aside is very, very simple. And that is, if the Father hands over his daughter to the Baal, to the Shluchim of the Baal, she's going to be considered to be Bershul Sabal. If the father comes along, so in that instance, that's not going to be the case. So the Mishnah started off saying that which sounds like she's always in the Rishul of her father until there's a proper Chopah, and then in the next breath, literally, the Mishnah says, oh, one second, no, there is some other idea. There's something called Masar of the and as long as the father doesn't come along or her Shluchim don't come along, so that's going to make it that she should no longer be in the Rishusavah. So what does this all mean? We are going to see in the Gemara. But the Gemara begins with a diak. The Mishnah began with the word Lo'ilam. Lo'ilam hi Rishusavah achati kones Rishusavah What does that mean? My Lo'ilam? The word was coming to exclude an idea that's expressed in the Mishnah Rishayna. The Mishnah Rishayna is mentioned in a Mishnah. It's later. It's on Daf Nun Zayin Aleph. We also saw it very briefly on Daf Beis Aleph. 
We also mentioned it very, very briefly already in today's daf. So what does this mission of Rishayna say? The Rishayna was of the opinion that we know that the olden days, Erisin and Suin didn't happen at the same time. Not just that. If a Basula had Erisin, they would give her Yud Beis Chaydish. And after Yud Beis Chaydish, that's when the Nisun would take place. Basula Nisus Liamiravi, Samen Yud Beis Chaydish, Mitamitvach, right? Until that following Wednesday. What happens if that time comes? It arrives, Higiazman, Floy Nisun, there was no marriage. So the missionary Shaina held, Oichleis Mishalai, he already has a Chiyav to support her, Oichleis Betruma, and if he's a Kayin, and she's not a Kayin, Henes, she'll still be able to eat Truma. The Mishnah said, Lo'olam, that the halacha is that she always remains in the rishos of her father. Meaning the husband doesn't have a chiv mezoinus. If the husband's a kayin and she's a zara, she won't be able to eat truma until she physically leaves the rishos of the father. Until she physically has an asur. Meaning even if there was a giyaz mavagoy nisu, the halacha is not oichlois mishalai v'oichlois betruma. Ah, isn't it the Mishnah Rishayin? It is. That's what the chiddush of la'olam is. So we'll learn more about the Mishnah Rishayin and a giyaz mavagoy nisu when we learn parakafal pitafnan zayin. That's one of the, the that when the Mishnah said that Masra of Lushul Chiyabal, what's the halacha? It means for everything with the exception of Chuma. So for every single thing, she's going to be considered to be in the Rishus of her husband. The only thing she's not considered to be in the Rishus of her husband for is for Chuma. So whereas an Asia's coin is allowed to eat Chuma if there was a proper Nesuin, if all there was was a master of Lashul Chabal, she's not going to be able to eat Chuma. Rav said, No, it works even for Chuma. Meaning, Rav said it works for almost everything. Rav said it works literally for everything. So according to Rav Asi, of Lashul Chabal sounds like it's a Chopo. Sounds like it's a Chasana. It sounds like everything's going to be okay. The Mishnah says she's always in the Rishos of her father until she has a proper Chopo. Master of the Shulchabal doesn't sound like a proper Chopo. So, Bishlam, if you're going to tell me the Master of the Shulchabal is not everything, it doesn't work, for example, for Truma. Okay, so I understand. That's for everything. Master of the Shulchabal is this in between state that works for almost everything. But according to Ravasi, Afla Truma, it literally works for everything. So, how do you read the Mishnah? But yet, then you have a dinner master of the Abal. So the Gemara says, who asked this question? So some say Rav Huna asked this question to Ravasi. Some say Chiba Rav asked this question to Ravasi. So Rav told them, meaning either it was Rav Huna or it was Chiba Rav, the word Lahu sounds a little bit like he told both of them. Or maybe he told the one asking the question and he told Ravasi, right? Lahu's a Lush and Rav. But either way, he said, Lava mina tezlu basar ipcha. Never ask a question, stum a good claw, that you could easily answer. Meaning, I hear the kasha from the Mishnah, but I could be mahapach the Mishnah, I can make it work. And like, don't ask, ask good kashas. Like, this is Rav who spoke Balash and Ketzara. This is Rav that never talked too much. So don't ask a frivolous question. Don't ask a question that you can easily answer. Because I can always tell you, right, what's your grace of kasha? It says, and then it says, you're assuming that Masra of the Shulchayabal is not a proper Nesun. The Mishnah didn't say that. I hear it doesn't sound like that's what the Mishnah is saying. But the Mishnah never said that. I could always tell you that maybe Master of the Shulchabal is a proper Nesuin. Right? Just read the Mishnah. And Master of the Shulchabal is an example of that. You have Mafurisha, Raya, and the Mishnah. Not that way. So as a result, he said, that's not a, a good Kasha. I don't like that Kasha. Regardless, 
Rav said that Master of the Abal is Nesuin for everything other than Truma. Rav Asi said after the Truma, but Shmuel Amad Shmuel said Li Yerushasa that the whole Master of the Abal is Negeya Yerusha. What does it mean, Yerusha? So Rashi says it means Nedunya. That in the event that she dies in root, the Allah is that he's going to Yarshin her Nedunya. Ordinarily, you would need a Nesuin. Master of the Shulchi Abal is a Chiddush. It's considered a Nesuin that he's going to Yarshin the Nedunya. Rishlokish, Shalmar Rishlokish said Liksubasa. It's Negei Liksubasa. What do you mean when you say Ksuba? The Imesa Yarisla, you mean that he Yarshins her Ksuba? Right? Nedunya and Ksuba are very often synonymous with each other. But I know the Shmuel, that's what Shmuel said. Shmuel said the Yerusha. Ksuba means Yerusha. So it's the same thing. Ravina said, no, it means something else. What it means is that in the event that she was master of the Shulchi Abal and then she became an Almana, he died. The Allah is that if she gets married again, her Ksuba is going to be a man. So we know Psula's Ksuba is Masayim and Almana's Ksuba is man. But the only time uh, Almana's Ksuba is mana, if she was an Almana and an Asuan. If she was an Almana and an Arisen, then she gets the Masayim source. So what happens if she was an Almana from a Masra? that we look at it as if it's an Asuan that her Ksuba is only going to be a, a Mana Rabbi Yochan Rabbi Chanin Rabbi Chavayu Mesirasa Lakal Afla Chuma they say what Rabbi Asi said that it works for everything it works even for Chuma so the bottom line is a lot of names but really it's four Sheetas one sheet is the Master of the Shulchi Abal works for everything with the exception of Chuma that was Rav we had Rabbi Asi which is also Rav Yochan Rabbi Chanin that said it works for everything even Chuma I from the Mishnah it sounds like it's not Mamish Nesuan it's not true. I can tell you that really it is a proper Nesuin. We had Shmuel said that it's Negea Yarshining the Nadunya, and Rish Lokir said it's Negea that if she gets married again, her Ksuba is only going to be a mana. So, I'll ask you a Kasha. If the father went together with the Shluchi Abal, or the Shluchi of went together with the Shluchi Abal, we know if the father or the Shluchi of the father went together with the Shluchi Abal, it's not considered Masar of the Shluchi Abal. That the Mishnah already said. Oi, a third situation, she owned the Chatzar, but Derek said they're traveling together, everybody's going together. And she has a chutzer somewhere along the way. She went together with him, Lowen, to, to spend some time. Even if her ksuba, her nedunya, was already in her husband's house, Mesa, in the event that she dies, Avia Yarsha. The father's going to Yarsha. The reason is there was no nesun. There was no master of the Shulchi Not only that, when they were Nichnesa Lechatzer, Lolin, that was one of the scenarios that we mentioned, it was her Chatzer, that's also not Nesuin. So there was no Nesuin. And being that there was no Nesuin, he can Yarshim the Nadunya, so that even if the Nadunya is already sinning in his house, still the Allah is that he's not going to Yarshim the Nadunya. Fine. What happens if Masar Ha'av Lushluchi Habal, if the father did hand her over to the Shluchi Habal? Oishem Masru Shluchi Av Lushluchi Habal. Or the Shluchi Av hand her over to the Shluchi Habal. So this was a proper Masar of the Shluchi Habal. Or, Shahoisaloi Chatzibederech, or they, it wasn't a Masar, the Shluchi Habal. But he owned the Chatzibederech, Shahoisaloi, not law. Vinichnasi Imai Lushum Nesuin. And they entered Lushum Nesuin. So then the Allah is that Afapishuk Subasabedevesavia, even if the Nadunya is still in the father's house, Mesa, if she dies, by Lo Yarsha, the husband is going to Yarshan. This is before the Takan Hashom, but the Allah is that the husband is going to Yarshan her. This is only Negeya, yeah, Yarshani, not Yarshani. The Bryce is clearly saying that Masra of Lushluchi Abal, the husband gets to Yarshan. But as it relates to Truma, this is what we need. There is no Truma until there's a proper Chupa. Masra of Lushluchi Abal doesn't work for Chupa Zakti Gemara. Tiufto, the kulu tiufto. This is a tiufto on everybody. 
Now, if you take these words at face value, Tufta the Kulu, Tufta, it sounds like the Kashan Ul Damayrom that we just mentioned. It's not Toysfis says. Tufta the Kulu, love Dafka the Kulu. We don't mean Kulu. It's the second to last Toysfis. Ela Lahanu da Amri Aflichum. What we mean is all the Amayrom. It was Ravasi, it was Rabbi Yoichon and Rabbi Chanino. That said that it works for everything, if, even for Truma. This is a Mephurish of Brisa, not that way. And that's what the Gemara says. Tufta the Kulu, Tufta. So the Gemara just asks one Kasha, a Gufa Kasha. So in the juxtaposition of this Brisa, the Rish and the Sefer, right? He does Yashin the Nadunya, he doesn't Yashin the Nadunya. So there was a Rish and a Sefer. In the Rasha, he does not. In the Sefer, he does. So the Rish and the Sefer, we each made up of three cases. Two of the three cases of the Rasha were was where it wasn't Master of the Shulcheva, and two of the three cases of the Sefer was where it was Master of the Shulcheva. The third case of the Rasha and the Sefer was not related to Master of the Shulcheva, but they're on their way to base Baila, and they stopped off in a Chatzar. In the Rasha, it's her Chatzar, they entered Lalin, that Loch is, it's not a Nesuin, therefore he doesn't Yarshin. In the Sefer, it's his Chatzar, they entered Lashum Nesuin, Thus, it is an Esuin, and therefore he's going to Yarshan. But the Gemara has a technical problem. Meaning, what's the chilik between the Rish and the Seifa? Is the chilik her chatzor versus his chatzor, or the fact that they entered Lolin versus they entered the Nesuin? That's the Diyak of the Gemara. The Rish, you made very clear that she went with him Lolin. They stopped went Lolin, not for Nesuin. Time with the Lolin. Sounds like the only reason it's not Nesuin is because it was Lolin. But if they would have gone Stama, it would have been considered Nesuin. He would Yarshan her. Hey, Masefa, look at the Seifa if she went with him to Lashem Nesuin, then Dalach as he does Yashin Lolin. But if it would have been Stama, it would have been not okay. So, meaning, what's Dalach if it's Stama? You're making the distinction, his or hers, you're also making this distinction of Lolin and Lashem Nesuin. I'm Ravashi, it's Ravashi, no, it's very posh. It's Stami, Stami, Ktani. Both cases are talking about where it was Stama. In the Reisha, they went into her heart to Stama. And the Sefer, they went into his Chatzah Stamah. And the Allah is that if you go Stamah as follows, Stam Chatzah Didah Lolin. Stam, if they enter her Chatzah, it's Lolin. Right? Because Chuppah means her entering his Rishos. So if it's her Chatzah, so Mestam is Lolin, and therefore it's not Nesuin. Stam Chatzah Didah Lolin. Stam, if it's his Chatzah, it's Nesuin. That's the way you're supposed to read the Bryce. Either way, more Allah is related to this idea of Masar Ha'av, in the event that the father handed over his daughter, she's an Arusa, she's a Ktana, or she's a Naira, and he hands her over to the Shluchim of the Val, Vizinsa, and she was Mizana on the way. So there's a Derech, and this is a Luva Kalush and Nivala Fardachopa, right? During this state where it was Masara of Lashluchi Haba. So what's Talacha? Harezu Bechanek, she gets Chanek. And what's the Chiddush of the Braisa? The Chiddush is. That a Naira Murasa gets Skila. An Ishas Ish that's Mazana gets Chenek. So the question now is do we look at her as a Naira Murasa or do we look at her as a regular Ishas Ish? Now, if there was no Nusuin, Avada, she would be in Arusa. If there was a proper Nusuin, Avada, she would be in Nusuin. But Hacha B'maya Skina, where it was Masa of Lushul which we already saw from the four Shittas in Namayuran, that it's a little bit unclear what it is. So, what is it? as it relates to the unique state of laws regarding the Naira Murasa, she's not considered Naira Murasa, she's going to get Chenek. So, what's the Makar to this? It's learned from a Pasek. It says, regarding the Naira Murasa, Ki Asasana Valabi Yisrael, Liznoi Space Savir. This girl, she was Mazana Beis Savir. Now, Pasek Shana, the Pasek is, is the theme that we saw in the Sugis of Maitzi Shemra. 
and Naira Murasa. Reugi Dugum Shagi Daltem. When a Naira Murasa is Mazana, she's not only defiling herself, but really she's being Mechalo, her family as well. We spoke at the Chsam Soifer, that's why she got Skilo, because the Mechalo of the Imai is Chayv Skilo. We spoke out from the Meshachachmo, that's why the Moitzi Shemras Loiko Meshalem, because really he did two Averis. Number one, he did an Averis to her, and number two, he did an Averis to the family. So that's this idea. Ki Asasan of all the Yisrael, Liznois Beis Avia. There's an element of Beis Avia. But Chazal Darshan, that you know what Liznois Beis Avia means, that the only time she gets skilo if she if she was mizana when she was in base sevia problem master of as opposed to if it was master of she's not base sevia anymore and because she's not base sevia the father passed her over at that point she's not a nine of Russell. says the gemara i hear the meat meaning there's a drosh here of base sevia but the emo pratlin nichnas olachop of leinivla maybe base sevia is not coming to be mamayet master of l'shulchevah. But maybe what it's coming to be mind is something else. Another situation where there wasn't a, a proper chuppah. And that is, Now, if you would ask me, I would have thought, is a regular chuppah. That's regular nesuin. She's not a naira murasa if she was nivala. She's a fartig nesuah. Right? What's nesuin? Either it's yichod, it's the badekin, it's what we refer to as the chuppah. Beer? There's no Edom on the Beer Rishayna. There's no Berchus Chasanim on the Beer Rishayna. That's not what the Chuppah is. The Chuppah is a big Mavucha in the Rishaynim, but whatever it is, it's not the Beer. So why would you think that a Nichnas or a Chuppah of is somehow not your classic Eishas Ishazinsa Bechenek? So we'll see more about this later, maybe. But the aim of Pratlin Nichnesa, it's getting late. Maybe this Pasik of Lidnai Space of is not coming to be Mema'it, Master of the Shluchabal. But maybe it's coming to be Mema'it, someone that was more than Master of the Shluchabal. Right? Tafasta, more Tafasta. Maybe someone that already had a proper Chuppah, and there was just no beer. So that is not a Naira Murasa. But if there wasn't a proper Chuppah, maybe she is a Naira Murasa. Oh, my Ravasa, Ravasa said, Amali, Ami, I'll tell you what I heard from Ami. He said, Chuppah I don't need a Pasik. To be mamayit, nichlas chupal and is not an ayrim rasa for sure. But I know it without this pasuk of liznay space avia. Why? Because behead yoksiva. It's mafurish. Where's it mafurish? It says kiyeh naira besula ma'irasa leish. This is the setup of the naira murasa. It says naira v'loy begeris. Right? Begeris is not a naira murasa. It says besula v'loy beula. It says ma'irasa, and from there we learn. This is a brisa. So the Gemara says like this: My nesuah. When we say that my rasa means loy nesuah, what type of nesuah do we mean? Elaim nesuah mamish doesn't mean nesuah mamish. Very important Rashi. Last Rashi on the Yomit. Shenich nesuah luchopa v'nivala. She's the nesuah mamish. Again, you see that if there's no beer, it's not a proper nesuah. So it doesn't mean nesuah mamish. Shenich nesuah luchopa v'nivala. I know psula. She's already excluded from besula v'loy boula. Elola shenich nesuah luchopa v'loy nivala. Must be Ma'irasa means not Lemu'ute Nesuah Mamish because she was already Nismaid from Basul of Alaybullah. Must be it's Nismaid from Ma'irasa of Alay Nesuah. And if that's the case, what's Lizzie's space of you coming to be Mamait to tell me Nikhil's Chubalay Livalot? That was already Nismaid from the word Nesuah. Ma'irasa of Alay Nesuah. Must be that's coming to be Mamait. Must have Lashul Chabah. But the Gemara is good. Period. Period. We can breathe. A little more Gemara. The Ema Hecha the Hadra Leve Nasha Hadra the Milsa Kamaisa. So the Ema sounds like a Kasha, right? For sure. It sounds like the Gemara is about to ask a Kasha. The Vav is Mechaber to the previous staff, and it sounds like the Hemshech to everything that we just said, we're asking another question. 
But Rashi says, if you look in the, the first line in Rashi in the Amid, the first Rashi works with the Gerasa, and then Rashi says, that what we're about to say right now is not so much a kasha, but rather it's more of a shaila. That's the way Rashi explains the Gemara. And what is the shaila? The shaila is, if there was a master of the Shulchei which we know does something, and then he dies, does she go back to her father's Rishos, or does she not go back to her father's Rishos? And what's the backdrop to the question? The backdrop to the question is, in Arusa, whose husband dies, she goes back home. A Nesua does not go back home. Nesuin is mighty from the Rishos of the Av, and once there's Nesuin, she'll never go back to the Rishos of her father. So Master of the Shulchei which is a little bit of a Nesuin, but not 100%. Big Shail in the, in the Paiskin. What about regarding Naira Murasa? Machlik is Amayurad. So there's a big Shail what exactly it is. So the question is, what about with regards to the Salach? There was Master of the Shulchei and then he died. Does she go back home or does she not go back home? The Ema Hecha the Hadru the Beinotra. Hadru the Milsa Kamaisa or no? So you have to read it like more of a Shail. Amar Rava. Rava said, Ahuk Far Pasko. Tony Rabbi Shmo. Oh, we ready about psak on this. We know this halacha, and it comes from the academy of Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel's yeshiva, the town of Rabbi Shmuel, they learned Rabbi Shmuel's yeshiva. It says in the parish of Aforis Nadar, So we know that a, a single girl, if she's a ketan or a naira, she makes a nether, her father can be made for the nether. A married woman that makes a nether, her husband can make, make him the nether. What about an amano grusha? V'neder amano grusha, koilashner asra al nafsha yakamala. An amano grusha that makes a nether, any nether she makes is going to be a nether. The reason is because nobody can be made for the nether anymore. She's not married, so her husband can't be made for. And being that she was married, she left the rishus of her father, and therefore the father can't be made for the nether either. Now Rashi says we're talking about where she was an almana and a grusham and an asuan. That's the pashtus of what we're discussing. It's Rashi and Chumash, not Rashi here on the Gemara. But the point is that we're talking about an almana or grusham and an asuan. Says the Gemara, what do I even need this pasuk for? It's so obvious. Who's supposed to be made for the nether? She has no father. She's a Yisoyim There's no father to be made for the nether. And she's not married. Hello, you know what it must be talking about. It's probably coming to teach us the following. So when the father gave her over to the Shulchem, the father gave it to the Shulchem, and she became an Amman or a Grusha on the road. Does she go back or does she not go back? Like, how am I supposed to view her now? This pasuk of another amano grusha kolash also nafshi yachamla. You know what's coming to teach me that kimin sheyatsa shachas mishusa up. Once she leaves the rishus of her father, shuvin yachal lahafer. At that point, the father will never be able to be made for. So the chiddush is not that when she's an amano or a grusha but not a suin, no one's made for. There is no one to be made for. She's not in the rishus of her husband, and she left the rishus of her father. Must be it's coming to teach me a case. What's the case? The case is. Master of the Shulchei and this is a binyanav to all halachas that once there was a Master of the Shulchei it's like Nesuim that she leaves the Rishos of her father. Papa, Papa said, I have a dik from a Mishnah, Mishnah Masech the Sanhedrin. The Mishnah says, Abal Naira Murasa, Enoi Chayev, Hachete Naira, Besula, Me'oyrasa, here's the punchline, Vihibevei Sovia. So the Gemara says like this, Bishloi Menaira, Bishloi Menaira, Valoi Begeris, coming to exclude a Begeris, Naira can't be a Begeris, Besula, Valoi Bula, we know that, Me'oyrasa means, Valoi Nesua, Bevei Sovia, Lemute Mai, what's Bevei Sovia, coming to be, 
Mimait lav lamute master of the shluchei abal. Must be it's coming to be mimait master of the shluchei abal, and it's coming to teach me that if it was master of the shluchei abal, it's going to be chenek and not skilo. This afana namitonino, just to be clear, is not going back on the last thing we learned. It's going back on the brisa that the gemara brought on the bottom of memchesam and base that said that if it was master of the shluchei abal, she gets chenek and not skilo. It's mafurish in this Mishnah, said Rapapa, because is not coming to tell me not Nesua, my Ross already told me not Nesua. So what is Vibhavesavir coming to teach me? That there was also no Masa of the Shulchei Because if there was Masa of the Shulchei she's not going to get Skilo. At that point, she's going to get Chenek. Amr of Nachim Rayitzchak, Afanan Amitanino, I'll bring you a Raya from another Mishnah in Mesech the Sanhedrin. Not the Mishnah that talks about the person that was born the Naira Murasa, but the person that was born the Ishasish. Similar Dik, Abal Ishasish, Kivon Shenichnes of the Rishos Abal in As soon as she leaves the Rish, as soon as she enters the Rishos of the husband in even though there was no beer, again you see that if someone's baller, there's going to be chenek. It sounds like as long as she's even if you didn't have a proper chuppah, right? One more time. As long as she enters the rishos, this is a raya that nichneso. That's going to be enough for there to be a chi of chenekes. Again, the last halacha in the sugya of. Masav L'Shulchei Abal was talking about if a Naira Murasa, who was Masav L'Shulchei Abal, was Mazana. Is she Chayev Skilo or is she Chayev Chenek? The Gemara brought a Brisa, a Drosha, that's at Chenek. And the Gemara said, Amr Papa, I have a dig from a Mishnah Sanhedrin. And Amr Nachman by Yitzchak, I have a dig from a Mishnah Sanhedrin. And really the two Diyukim are very, very similar. They're talking about the flip side of the same coin. One Mishnah was talking about when a bar Naira Murasa's Chayv Skilo, and the other Mishnah was talking about when a bar a regular Eishasish that's not a Naira Murasa is Chayv Chenek. When we talked about the bar Naira Murasa that's Chayv Skilo, it said a bar Naira Murasa in a Chayv Achetay Naira Psula Murasa Vehi Beveisavir. Oh, it sounds like only when she's literally Beveisavir, but once she was Nichnas of the Shosabal, now it's already going to be Chenek. And the Mishnah that talks about it regular Eishasish that's Chayv Chenek said Habal Eishasish Kivan Shenichnas of the Shosabal in a Suin. At that point, there's already going to be a chiyav chenek. You don't need a proper nesuin, but nich nesul or shusabal nesuin. That already is going to be okay. That concludes the second part of today's daf, which discussed the, the very unique halacha of the master of the shulchei abal, which we saw is not a regular nesuin according to most Amayram anyways, but at the same time, it has many dinim of nesuin and just a very, very interesting gemara as it relates to how to properly understand this. But what we saw then is that even though we know Nesuin is Nesuin, but it could be like a, like a Chatsi Chatsi Nesuin. This idea of Masa of the which is interesting in and of itself. Another thing we saw is that if someone was even though that's Nesuin, there's no question that's Nesuin, but the, in the words of the Gemara, she's not a Nesuin Mamish. Real Nesuin, last Rashi in the Yomid was, where it was and that's something that really requires beer. Because, as far as we're concerned, Nesuin is always whatever the Minig Yisrael is for it to be, but not Bia. And again, why does it matter? You know, so we know there's going to be a, a Bia anyways. That's true, but you need Edim and you need Birchus Chasanim. So what exactly creates the Nesuin is very important to know. And if the woman doesn't become a Nesuin Mamish until there's a Bia, that would almost sound like the beer is somewhat part and parcel of the Nesuin, so maybe it should require Aden. 
And besides, what does it even mean? You just have to understand the Gemara. What does it mean that Nesua Mamish is when there was Nichnesol Chup of Nevela? Just to read the Lashon of the Ramah, we'll end with this. And this is in the beginning of Perik Yod of Hilchas Yishat, Salacha Aleph. The Ramah says, Arusa Asura Labaylam Edivrei Soifrim, Kols Manchi Savia. And Arusna's asset to her husband as long as she's in her father's house. Even if he was Makadash or that only is a heta for the beer Rishayna. But also, until he brings her into his house, he's going to be Miyachid with her, and he's going to be Mafrashur for himself. This nichud is what's called chuppah. So the Rambam sheet is, the Ram brings it in the beginning of Sachtas Ksubis, that what's the definition of yichud, or the definition of chuppah, I should say, is yichud. Right? What's the rai? The rai is, because Ksubis Tapez, it's mavur, you can't do chuppah with a nida. Why can't you do chuppah with a nida? If it's yichud, you don't understand why you can't do chuppah with a nida. But either way, the yichud zeh, hu ha nikra knisa lechuppah, for hu ha nikra nisuam bechal makah. If someone's ba as soon as there's hara Then the Rambam says when you do the bia, that's kana v'nasis nesua So is it the yichud itself that creates the nesuin, or is it? The fact that he was Baalah afterwards that created the Nesuin. The Kedushan happened already. Now he was Baalah Lashem Nesuin. That's when it's Harei Kishla Lechol The Rambam said the Yichud alone, right? We're assuming the Bia happened in a state of Yichud. So the, there was already a Yichud. The Yichud already created the Nesuin. What's the Bia doing afterwards? It sounds like even after the Chuppah, there's still something called Bia. It's very, very. Mash with that way from the Ramam. It's mafurish in the Gemaras. It's mafurish in the Gemaras that we're learning. Another thing that needs to be understood. I saw the Archashulchan and Simon Nunhei. Sif Katan Yud Gimel. He makes this diag. It's interesting that sometimes Chazal, when they talked about Nesuin, they used the word Nesuin. And sometimes when Chazal talked about Nesuin, they used the word Chuppah. And the Archashulchan says that even though if you look in the Rishayim, they're always mafarish that they're interchangeable. But Libi Mahasis Bekirbi, he says it's, it just bothers me a little bit why you find this diag. Now just to make the point, our Mishnah said. The bottom of Menchesa Madal. Lo oilam hibreshusa of achneti kones lishusa bal linesuin. The word that the Mishnah uses is nesuin. The Mishnah Perak Afalpe that mentions the Mishnah Rishayin or Yigiasman that whole sugya. So on the top of Nunzayin Amadeis, Eino Isha Icheles Petruma achneti kones lechupa. So Freytar Chasholchan, why is it that in the Mishnah Menches we're talking about nesuin and over there we're talking about chupa? The Chasholchan has a whole thesis. And a whole mahalach, which is very clever and very out-of-the-box and creative to try to understand and reconcile this mevucha, that you find the suin sometimes, you find chuppah sometimes. The whole idea that Rishonim didn't know what chuppah was, which is a pliyat summa, because how's it possible? Jews have always been getting married, and they always got married to the Asmosh of Yisrael. So at what point did suddenly the Rishonim not know what exactly a chuppah is? It's very, very hard to, to understand that. And then you have this Lashon HaGemara, where the Gemara says that if there was chuppah, below nivala, 
On some level, that's lacking in the suin. The Ramam's lush in the beginning of Parak Yod, Hilchasishus, the Archashokha makes the in the Ramam. is a little bit mashma that way. So we're going to leave it with a little bit of a confusion. And Bez Hashem, hopefully, we'll revisit this at a later date.